Well, I'm so excited that you're here to join me for Voice of Breakthrough, this podcast. Podcast. So we are going to hit some powerful topics. Every single week, we will be having a new podcast with a new topic. So get ready. I'm telling you, this is great to exercise to. This is powerful to uh, listen to when you're cleaning your house or cooking that dinner or cutting the grass, which you could turn up loud on your, you know, your, your little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're going to love this powerful, life-changing, every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. believed with your heart. Well, how do you believe with the heart? You all know how to believe with your head. Amen? How do you believe with your heart? Everybody's trying to figure that out with their heads. You believe with your heart by recognizing this isn't about my head. This is about the faith and a powerful, almighty, invisible God ho, who loves me. <clears throat> Not because of what I do or what I can do for him. If you had children so they could do something for you, you're messed up. You need to get deliverance. Some of you felt like that's why your parents had you. You need healing. You need deliverance. Amen? He created you in his image and his likeness, spirit, soul, and body. For one purpose, to be his family. But his adoption is so different. And adoption in our world, the parents decide if they want to adopt the child. And sometimes if it's foster care or something, they actually have them in their house for a while and decide if they can handle it, if everything's going okay. Or if they're led of God, they have them in their house, find out this is really hard, get complete healing, deliverance, learn how to walk in the things of the Spirit, and then God can really bless it. Amen? Well, this adoption into the kingdom of God, into the family of God, is different. He offers this adoption to everyone. He, he offers it to everyone. And then when you say, yes, I want to be in that family, then his spirit comes inside of you. And now you're not just adopted into his family. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And now you actually are one with God. So can we get out of our brains? Because in your brains, you're, being, you're religious, you don't know that. Most people don't even under. The church is so religious. Amen? And your brain's going, I don't, know. I don't know how to have my spirit in charge. Of course you don't, because that's your soul trying to be in charge of your spirit, and your spirit is in charge of your soul. How did it happen? I got born again. How did you get born again? What did you do? Did you jump up 10 times? Did you spin around like, okay, um, come in, spirit, I'm born again. No, what did you do? You asked Believing, without doubting, that this truth of a Holy Spirit is going to come inside of you. Right? Some people who get fake things, they make up tongues or whatever. 
You know, when he comes in, you can speak in tongues. You can speak a lot of different tongues, actually. Anyhow, so, but you can get tongues and it not be the Holy Spirit if you think you're asking for tongues. We won't get into all that. How, how, why? Because it's him speaking through you and to you. And glorifying the Father. So when he comes in, you have the mind of Christ. You have spiritual eyes and spiritual ears. The minute you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord. Now everyone in here, you will know. You might, maybe you didn't go deeper into spiritual things. But you know what? You will know that your life changed. If your life didn't change, get born again. Amen? Get born again. But most people should be able to look and say, Oh no, I know something really happened. All of a sudden, I, I, I loved people I didn't love. All of a sudden, I just knew I had to act different. All of a sudden, I didn't like doing that anymore. Those were not things you did with your brain if you're born again. Amen? Those were things where all of a sudden what you could have done, you, don't, you, you felt bad doing it. You don't want to do it. That was not your brain trying to do a self-help to stop doing something. That was the spirit of the living God inside of your spirit beginning to operate in your spirit to connect to your brain, your soul, and to begin to say, this isn't right. Amen? So if we're going to worship him in spirit and truth, you will not be able to do that trying to figure out how to do that. Amen? It's impossible. So what do we do? You just ask, believing without doubting. And it's your heart. If your heart's not getting this, do you know, you can begin to get sensitive. No, you know, this is my heart. There's, there's, there, there's, there's really a real me inside of me. Amen. There's, there's the real of who I am saying, I want to worship him in spirit and truth. There's a real in who I am saying, he is the king of kings. He is the Lord of Lord. I can enter his courts with thanksgiving and praise. Amen. I can enter his courts and begin to say who he is and how wonderful he is and how great he is. And the minute you even start doing that with your soul, your spirit wakes up and says, yes, he is. He is great. He is awesome. He is wonderful. He is powerful. He is mighty. Do you get this? The minute you are born again and the Holy Spirit came in. Now, if you don't know if that ever happened, you'll need to get born again. Amen. But if you know that that happened, but what happens if you don't mature in walking in the spirit, if you don't mature in dying to the flesh and walking in the spirit, then all of a sudden you, you hit a place where, where you just, you, you go to your soulish realm really quickly because that's comfortable for you and you don't know how to do it any other way. Can I get an amen? As you're still saved, but all of a sudden, you're not still excited about God. You're not growing in the word of God. It's more now, what can I read and understand and do with my brain? Amen? Now, we're supposed to do something with our brains. It's called renew your mind in the word of God. Why? I'm not renewing my mind, so I worship out of my mind. I'm not renewing my mind, 
so that I can make rules and regulations and please God by doing what he says in his word to do. I renew my mind, so that, which, which means I read the Bible, I study the Bible, I begin to understand the Bible. I always invite Holy Spirit in, now that I know to do this, to teach me his ways. Teach me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your ways. And then, actually, there'll come a time if you will yield your brains to your spirit, yield your brains to your spirit, and your spirit to the spirit of the living God. That's a choice. My soul is in my brain. Amen? Basically, now when my brain's gone, I'll still have my soul. <laughs> my body won't get in the way anymore. Amen? I just want you to understand, because so many people try to do this in, the not, in, their, in their flesh, and it doesn't work. But you think it works. But if you really look, it's more about you and what you're doing and how you're trying to control people and you're trying to get your family saved and you're trying to be healed and you're trying not to get COVID and you're and you and you. It's way too much you. <laughs> Amen. He wants to kill you being in charge. And then you get to enter to his rest. And then you look like super person because you could do so many things effortlessly and things happen and just boom, 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 boom. Because it's him ordering your steps by the spirit. Holy Spirit only orders your steps through your spirit man. Amen? The part that got born again was not your brain. That's why you renew it. The part that got born again was not your flesh. That's why you better take care of it. Amen? The part that got born again is your spirit, man. It was the part that died when Adam and Eve sinned against God. And then all they could do with God is talk to him from their brains. Everything in Old Covenant, everything in Old Covenant that they were required to do was with their brains and their bodies. Because their spirit was not alive in the Old Covenant. His spirit would come on the prophets of the time and the leaders of the time and the Moses of the time. And he, those people, because God's always had a remnant who he was going to communicate with to let people know what he's about. Amen? So that remnant, they still didn't hear God all the time. Moses didn't hear God all the time. We, mm, when the Bible says, when Jesus says about John the Baptist, but he's the greatest among men, but he's least. What John the Baptist had, he could only have before Holy Spirit came in us. He did. John the Baptist, John the Baptist did not have what we have. He had less. He had less. The prophets of old did not have what we had. They had less. Go read about Moses. The, the glory on Moses was less than the glory on the, any born-again believer starting at the birth of the new birth. Yet, most of us haven't even begun to taste of the things Moses taste of under a, word, un, under a less covenant. Right? Well, that's not God's fault, people. That's our fault. Amen? It's not your spirit's fault. Your spirit is just in there like... I can't wait to know, I can't wait till my soul <laughs> and my body knows this one I'm one with. 
Mm. Some of you, mm. some of you have more fellowship with the devil. Hear him. He talks loud to you. Well, when your spirit man gets strong, your spirit man tells him to shut up in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you, Satan. Get under my feet. Amen? Not with your head. The devil could care less what you say with your head, just so you know. That's why it doesn't usually work, except when you're a baby in the Lord and he's just kind of protecting you because you're an infant and you don't know how to move in this yet. Amen? So we are going to worship him in spirit and truth. And if you completely don't know him yet, we'll help you get saved or get spirit-filled and get all the junk out that comes in. You know how many demons will come in when you try to do this with your brain and you think it's spiritual? If Holy Spirit's really in you, he's convicting you of sin. He's convicting you of attitude problems. He's if he's not doing that almost every single day, more than likely, not blatant sin, but hurt places, attitude sins, don't say this, don't do that. Where's the grace? As a loving, loving father. Amen? And you're changing from glory to glory to glory. From beyond what Moses ever tasted to a glory that's with you all the time. You don't, you don't want to come to church to feel his presence. You come to church because he likes being with other believers who know how to yield to him. He loves it. He loves corporately coming together with his family. And your spirit, that's one with his spirit, is his son or his daughter. Amen? And he loves to have the whole family come together. Oh, he loves it. Now, you might not like your family reunions because you are not got a free enough family. Amen? But God loves his family reunions. That's why he says, don't forsake the fellowshipping together of the believers because he wants all his kids together in the spirit, hanging out with him. Whoa, how awesome is our God? How amazing is God that by his spirit, he can live in every single one of us and bring us to life. Amen. Every single one of us can be who he's called us to be, doing what he's called us to do. And he doesn't sit there and judge and compare us in this, or compare us Amen? His spirit will judge sin to set you free and to heal you. He doesn't say, oh, this one, you know, they're not doing enough for me. Oh, this one, they're, they're doing so much. Anything we do that's not by the spirit is filthy rags. It adds up to nothing and it confuses people and you. Amen? Does that mean I don't do anything till I'm led by the spirit? Actually, don't do anything spiritual till you're led by the spirit, but you better keep living your life, amen, until your spirit overtakes your soul because you yield your soul to the spirit. It's a yielding of your soul to the spirit. Amen. So when we worship him in spirit and truth, you don't have to be mature in the Lord for a long time. It's nothing. Babies do it faster. Amen. He, he's, I can get, I can babies will worship me. Little babies. Now some are just trying to please their mom and dad. So they hold their hands up one time and imitate what they saw in church. And then it's all over Facebook and everybody's, oh, they're so spiritual. They're so adorable. No, many times they're just mimicking what they see. And then you make such a big deal out of it. You mess your kid up. Can I get an amen? Amen. And then there's the one when you're not around and they're not getting applauded. They're not opening their eye to see, are they seeing how I'm prophesying or preaching? Amen? 
And then they fall in love with Jesus. And we're going to see an outpouring on our sons and our daughters. Amen? So this morning, I'm showing, I'm teaching you by your brain that you can't do this by your brain. Now, you can't enter into his courts with thanksgiving and praise, all right? Because that's an old covenant. That's an old covenant thing. So you can thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I love you, Lord. But when you get into his courts, whew, your spirit's going to have to be the one that hangs out then. Otherwise, you're just going to keep thanking him and praising him and wondering when this song is going to be over and when they're going to quit teaching and what are they going to do next and when do I get out of here and what's for lunch. Okay. That, that, that doesn't mean there's, that the ministry is not flowing in the spirit. It doesn't mean something's wrong with you, that God doesn't love you as much. It means you just have never probably been taught to enter into the spirit realm by your spirit. Amen? And let's break the lie that is just for a few people. She's a deliverance minister. I am not a deliverance minister. I am a woman yielded to the Holy Spirit in love with God whose spirit is more alive than my soul or my body, and he does what he wants when he wants, and if you don't believe me, ask anybody who was at the retreat. I'm doing, I, sometimes I was doing my best to stay out of the spirit because I was tired. I'm, I'm sitting at breakfast and Jolly Rogers, everybody's all around, and two people start talking, and I'm in between them, and I'm thinking, this is a deliverance kind of conversation, and I don't want to do it. I was so sorry. So I'm like, hey, let's switch places. So I'm sitting over here, oh, good. I'm just going to eat my eggs. I'm not listening to anybody. This retreat is over. And all of a sudden, oh, something happens and I can't, I can't handle it in the flesh. And here we are now in the restaurant praying and helping somebody and talking to somebody else and correct somebody else. And everybody's like, oh, your countenance changed. You like came to life. Yes, I came to life. Amen. And then I'm wide awake. I didn't even eat my eggs. And, and, and we do whatever we're doing. We get back to the house. I'm like, okay, it's over now. We're not doing this. This retreat is over. I'm driving back. Retreat is over. The retreat is over. Retreat is over. I get, we're in the parking lot, you know, just in the driveway. Here they are. Retreat's not over. I'm sitting there telling this one this and doing this to this and that one this. That was not on a plan from Cindy Foster's soul or brain or anything else. Amen? It wasn't on a plan. It wasn't on the plan. And they're all laughing because they knew it wasn't on the plan. Amen. And then there was an anointing by the Spirit to clean a hot tub. To clean up. What else? There was something. Oh, to clean floats and chairs and all this other stuff. There's a grace for everything in the Spirit. Amen. But sometimes, I'm not saying this right, sometimes I try to get out of the Spirit because, <laughs> what does it say, the, 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 the soul is weak, but the, the Holy Spirit's always ready. The flesh is weak. My flesh is going, I'm weak, I'm weak. I'm not going to think spiritual. I'm not going to read the Bible. I'm not putting worship music on. I'm not going to do it. And then that song comes on. Like, oh, yay, God. Oh, Jesus, you're so good. 
Oh my gosh, you're so awesome. You're so powerful. Do you see that's entering his courts with thanksgiving? Oh, and praise, amen. And then the Holy Spirit's like, yes, 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 yes. The Holy Spirit loves when your spirit man praises him. Oh, the Holy Spirit loves when your spirit man is crying out to see Jesus face to face. The Holy Spirit loves it when he convicts you and you're like, you're right. I've got to quit talking like that. I got to quit acting like that. Lord, forgive me. And then don't go into condemnation. Just give it to him. If he convicted you, he's very able to set you free. Amen. He's very able to heal you, to deliver you, to do whatever he wants to do because he is not as he's not partnering with you. Get rid of that lie. If I partner with God, half of it's horrible and half of it's perfect, which is going to make it always not what he wants. He says, Paul says, I no longer live. That doesn't sound like a partnership. That sounds like somebody who says, you know what? I don't want to do this in the soul. I don't want to do this in the flesh. I don't want to live. I don't want the me who doesn't have God doing everything to live. I just want God to take me on the ride of a lifetime where I cannot touch his glory, think it's about me, have anything to do with it, unless I'm going to be rebuked and go through a trial, a fiery trial, to humble me and get the pride out. Amen? Lucifer did just that. Lucifer began to think all that he had and all that he did was because of him. And he fell from heaven like... <gasps> Do you know how amazing it is to be a human being made in the image of God because we have spirits? Your pets don't have spirits. They have souls. Your pets have souls. I mean, my one little dog was so different than my other dog, and some dogs, I don't even like their souls at all. Amen? Your children have souls. Their personalities are different. They don't have your soul. Quit trying to shove your soul onto them. They're different. They have a soul. They would have that soul even if they never get born again. They will have that personality. They will have those certain gifts and traits. Even if they don't get born again. They can even look really good and spiritual if they eat of the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. And they choose the good fruit. Amen? Guess is quit eating the fruit from the tree, good or evil, and start yielding your spirit to me. And then there's this oneness with God. That is what it's really all about, you guys. It's this oneness of God. And then you get to recognize. You don't blame it on, oh, I had a bad day. Oh, I didn't. Do you know want to know how little sleep I've had in a couple of days? I did okay last night. I think I went to bed probably by 11 last night. Got up at six after praying at three. Am I boasting? I'm not boasting. I'm just telling you how awesome God is. Amen? I'm going to boast in Christ, all right? I'm going to boast in what he does in my life. I'm going to boast in where he takes me. I'm going to boast in how much he blesses me. I'm going to boast in the prophetic he's doing. I'm going to boast in how real he is. Amen? Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, God himself, revealing himself by his spirit is real. It's not even close to religion. I don't even have to worry about a debate. 
I don't even have to get, try to find someone to get saved. They come and ask me, what is it you have? I'm not boasting about me. I don't even, I'm trying to get my house fixed. I'm, not, I'm trying to get the wall painted and the patch put back on. And I've got people with tattoos from here to here and, and witchcraft, just crazy looking people going, so how's it, why do you, what's, what's cool about being a pastor? And I'm like, what's cool? I said, well, nothing except for Jesus Christ, you know. And then I have somebody else, I, what, what they, she goes, I just love you. I could follow you everywhere. Can I just come home with you? Can I just follow? So you have to save them. You have to teach. They're asking you, what do you have? I want it. I said, it's him. His name is Jesus. He's Lord of Lords. Let me explain him to you. They got baptized right, right away. And they come, get baptized in the Holy Spirit like, right away. Right away. Come up. They don't, they don't even. People, the harvest is ripe. And the reason the laborers are few is not because there's not many people who want to go. It's because there's not many people who know how to yield to the Holy Spirit. And there's so many wounded, hurt people who use spiritual things to feel better about themselves, which causes religious spirits to come in and confuse everybody. And you don't even know you're losing your sound mind because you won't let Holy Spirit take you to the hurt places and bring healing. Phew. We say, well, you don't have to ever go to the, don't look to the past. Well, don't look to the past in your flesh. But if you want to be healed of the brokenhearted places, which is the second thing Jesus Christ came to do, it's not a little thing. It's not a weekend seminar. It takes supernatural power. All the gifts of the Spirit operate in healing the brokenhearted. The world's version is called inner healing. The biblical name of it is healing the brokenhearted. Amen. Boy, did we see some broken-hearted stuff over this weekend. He's an awesome God. It's for freedom he sets you free. It's not to work for him. It's not to work for him. Do you know how awesome it's going to be just to be loved? And he put it, you already are loved. God's love has no strings attached. He will love you even if you choose to go to hell. Hmm. He will be weeping. He's going to probably wipe all the tears away right after the final judgment when he has to say, away from me, you worker of iniquity. I don't know you. But Lord, I prophesied. Didn't I prophesy in your name? Didn't I cast out? Didn't I, didn't I do all these spiritual things? Did you see how I shook at those meetings? Lord, did you see, did, did, didn't you see how they asked me to speak and when I prayed for people? And all these things with a broken basically a broken heart of reality he's going to say away from me you worker of iniquity i don't know you there's two we're we're raising up people in the church and children in the church and people in the church who are full of iniquity which is the sin that's usually generational that's passed down and passed down because we're not dealing with it amen thank god for his mercy thank god for his mercy It's time we get in the spirit. He didn't die for you to be in your head. He would have just left us in the old covenant. He would have left us in the old covenant. There he'd given us all the rules and all the regulations and don't do this and don't touch this and stay away from this and don't do this and do all these things so I can try to keep your soul from being so demonized <laughs> that through prophets... 
and through special visitations, I can have a little bit of a, of a, of a say in your life. All of that was a foreshadow of what he really wanted. And let me tell you, all of that was to the Jews. And when he takes his bride out of here, it all goes back to being to the Jews. I'll promise you this. Everyone wants to know when he's coming, what's happening. I'm going to tell you this. Half the bride is probably not going because he says so in his own parable. Why don't they go? They don't have oil. What's oil? They do not have a life in their spirit. They do not have the life of God in their spirit. So they better listen to the teaching about being left behind. They better listen to the teaching about suffering during the days and don't take the mark of the beast. Amen? Thank God God's taking care of everybody. At that point, because you wouldn't die to living out of the soul, you're going to have to die and have your soul say no to the mark of the beast. And then you're actually going to have to die a martyr to be in the kingdom or hide for those three and a half years, just so you know. So everybody is not out on the first... Every, just get past some of these lies. Everybody is not going out on the first up. The first rapture is not taking everybody. How do you know? Because half the bride is where there's gnashing of teeth. That's not hell. They're here. We're going to the marriage supper of the lamb. You'll be left here. If you're still it's so messed up and not flowing by your spirit. Does it mean if you're young in the Lord? No, a young person in the Lord. Guys, I just saw people who are brand new in the Lord who have more revelation and hunger for God than I've seen people who've been in the church for years. They would go. He's not asking you to get rid of the junk in your life he hasn't put his finger on yet. You could be brand new and full of the, 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 get baptized in the Holy Spirit like in one minute like these people did because they're hungry. Amen? So we older people have better get this mindset out of our thinking. This is about oil. This isn't about how many books you've read and how many gifts you move in and how deep you are in intimacy with the Lord. That's not what it's about. It's about who has oil in their lamp. You couldn't have a lamp if you're not saved. What does he say? I encourage you to go and buy oil that no one's allowed to give you. No one can, you, I can pray for you. You can fall down, fall down, fall down. More than likely, if you come here and you get prayed for, you fall down. Probably 98% will fall down if I pray for them. Right? I mean, I was at a thing in Brazil and they had hundreds of people. And before the main guest who was supposed to pray for people, they sent me up like to do a preview prayer. They were all down before the guest got to anybody. Because I may be a nobody, but I'm a nobody who knows I'm a nobody, but I know who, who is the somebody, and I'm filled with his oil. Amen? I'm filled with his oil, but I can't do it if he doesn't do it. If he doesn't want it, it's not for display. It's not for fun. It's for what do you want to do, Lord? He wanted all those people set free, healed, and whatever he wanted to do, he did. Amen? But that doesn't make them have oil. You have to go get your own oil. How do you get to oil? You quit living out of your soul. And you begin to ask him. You get hungry for it. God, I want, I want, I want my spirit born again of your spirit. 
Wow. If that's not real for me, make it real. That's what I want, number one. I want my spirit. Do you understand what born again means? Let me tell you what born again means. Born again. Here's what it means. It means Jesus Christ, come into my life. Be Lord of my life. I mean it. I want it with all my heart. I don't even know who you are for sure. I just know I want you. I was there with everybody's looking over here. And then when you mean that, say, I don't want to sin anymore. I can't do this without you. I, you know, I, it's not just about getting to heaven. I, I just, I don't even know why I'm saying this. I want you. And then his spirit, just like those tongues of fire, his spirit comes right in through your body, right in past your body, past your soul, and goes right into your spirit being and stays there. His spirit goes in to you and stays there. And it's real. It's real. And now you're a baby Christian. You're an infant. You still can be tossed every way. You can still be drinking beer and thinking, oh, this is fine. You can still be watching People get shot on television shows and thinking, oh, no big deal, you know. Oh, I just, I know I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. But these is old things are passed away. Like drinking beer and wanting to watch murder shows. And it's not because in my soul I think, oh, this is bad. It's because when I go to do it, the Holy Spirit who has now come into my spirit to permanently live there unless I throw him out. Or unless I keep practicing sin. We're, we're raising people in the church to think you can practice sin. Okay, it's all right if you're a man, you're supposed to be in pornography. 80% of the church men are watching pornography. Well, 80% of the church men have an addiction issue, which is practicing sin, which will take them to hell. I don't care if they preach from the highest pulpits in the land. It's the practicing part. There's an addiction spirit there. You need to come up Tuesday nights. There's a spirit of addiction there that is in charge of what they're letting in their eyes. Ruining their relationships with God, number one, with their wives, number two, with their children, number three, releasing it on the kids. And we all act like it's okay because, and ladies, watching the cruddy soap operas is the same kind of garbage in your imaginations. Can I get an amen? Welcome to Tuesday nights. God's like, this, you look at the stuff and you're like, no wonder we're being, we're not being shaken because there's evil people in politics. We're being shaken because there's evil in us. And we've been lied to, to think we can self-help ourselves out of it. This was kind of funny. My husband would be like, when we were getting baptized, I, I didn't know I was even spirit-filled. I didn't understand all this, but I was spirit-filled. And, and so we were getting baptized at a, a kind of like a Baptist kind of church way back. And um, so I can't remember the whole thing, but they asked my husband something like, well, how, how could you tell, you know, something that happened to Cindy? And he said, well, she tried every self-help thing out there and nothing worked. And then she really changed. Does the Bible say, women, wives win them without a word. Your, your children would have no trouble believing if you would quit trying to tell them what to believe. 
Train them up when they're young, and then if you're living it, they'll know it. But do you know what gets people's hearts more than anything? When his church changes. When all of a sudden, and they watch you change. It's a process, amen? It's a process. It's from glory to glory, line upon line, precept to precept, glory to glory. That's how our God works. Line upon line, precept to precept, glory to glory. That's why I can open the Bible today and get a revelation I didn't get last week. Because I'm in a glory that I wasn't in last week. His word is the line. There's a scripture that jumps out to me. There's a precept. A precept is understanding the heart of God. I understand something different about his heart now. And now there's a new level of glory or anointing or reverence to who he is and his power in me. Amen? We are not in competition. If you had to think that if you can't win, you're not running, break it. Because you're only running a race with just you in it. And if the devil made you buy something a long time, well, if I'm not the best, then I'm not competing then that's a lie from the enemy to keep you from running a race that you're the only one in. And, and the Lord will look at somebody's race, somebody who was maybe hurt and beaten and abused and or somebody in another country who not, doesn't have access to too much teaching. And this is, you know, they're going to have the same rewards, the same rewards. Somebody in a country without the word of God, but wants the true and living God and somehow finds Jesus. Amen. They're going to find him if they're hungry. Our job is to make them hungry, not to save them. Amen? Our job is to make them hungry with who we know and how much joy we have right now and how we do get healed and how we do walk above the things of the world, how God does take care of us and how he does pay the bills and how he does order our steps. That's how you make people hungry. And then don't take credit for it or you're trying to make yourself look so smart or so gifted or so talented. And let God take the grace and see how messed up that is really fast. Amen? The reason we don't have laborers is because we have too many head knowledge Christians and a little bit of Holy Ghost when we get in church. If he's not your sanctifier, then he has really very little part of your life. You're an infant. If Holy Spirit is not, you do not yield yourself to be sanctified by the Holy Spirit. What's sanctified? Get out what doesn't belong there. Quit identifying with it. Quit identifying with it. You are not what's happened to you. You are not your sin. You're not what's happened to you. You're not your sin. He doesn't even see it. Do y'all get it? You don't even get on God's real radar, the Father, until he sees you through the finished work of the cross. He doesn't see what happened to you. He doesn't see what you did before. He doesn't see any of that. He just sees you what he made you to be. That's how the Father sees you. It's Jesus who's interceding for you because he sees what the Father sees and he sees what the Holy Spirit sees. Amen? Holy Spirit's in here sanctifying. But you have to yield to that work. And you won't get it watching Oprah. Amen? You won't get it going to a Christian seminar that's all about cheating you something in your brain and there's no Holy Spirit oil there. Amen? You might get some truth to renew your mind. Amen. 
We can do what he wants, when he wants, how he wants, whenever he wants, whatever he wants. And he knows what to do. He knows what those parents need to be sitting there thinking about. He knows what they need to be dealing with. He knows everything. Isn't he cool? Amen. He knows what you need to be thinking about. He needs to know where you're thinking. He is so good, you guys. If we would just get our little programs out of the way, we would be amazed at how much God can do in a short amount of time. Amazed. Amazed and then more amazed. And then on top of that, amazed. And then awesome amazed. And then worshiping him amazed. Well, you can't even go to sleep because you have to stop worshiping because you're all night long going, I can't believe you did that. You are so awesome. You are so good. You are so wonderful. You are so powerful. It's like you're so tired. Your flesh is like, please shut up and go to sleep. And you're kind of like agreeing with your flesh. But your spirit's going, yes, God, that was awesome. Did you see what you, Jesus, it was so cool how you healed that person. It was so cool how you brought that thing to the surface and took authority over it. It was so cool, God, how you filled me up with you. It was so cool when that song came on just at the right time. See, this is what he's after. That's what he's after. He's not after who you can go tell about Jesus today. He's not after you go telling your, your family who's not listened to you all these years how things have changed. He's after your heart. He's after your heart. Until you love him, you have nothing to give to anyone. And when you really start to love him, you will know you love yourself. You will know it. You'll know, wait, I am wonderfully made. He knew what body to put me in. He knew what gifts to give me. He knew what he wants to do with my life. He knows everything. He's got this. He's got this. He's going, this relationship with him, this hearing him, this obeying him by my spirit, with a renewed mind, a renewed, renewed soul. I'm going to get so much faith. Faith is the very substance to bring about God's will and answer the prayers that he already put in my heart to pray. There's no way they won't be answered. There's no way. There's no way they won't be answered. If I get my understanding of what he's after correct, amen? He doesn't need you to work for him. Go and, and renounce ever saying you're a cult. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, it could be great people who say it. I'm not coming against everybody has spirit of error until God pours out his spirit and apostolic comes and cleans everything up, amen? And then there'll still be people with spirit of error. But the, and that's not false. That's somebody who just doesn't see that part right, Amen? But I'm telling you, you are not partnering with the Holy Spirit. Hmm. When God looks at a husband and wife who represent in the natural, not the spirit. So if anybody ever said you're one spirit with your spouse, break the power of it. You just got a completely demonic spirit to destroy your marriage, just so you know. But I heard that preached here. I don't care where you heard it preached. Find it for me in the word. Find it for me in the word. Find it for me in the word. You don't even have the understanding of what he's talking about. In the natural, he sees you as one flesh because how he made it all to work. In the spirit, he sees you as one spirit. In the spirit, there's no male or female as far as God's concerned. That's why Satan's trying to mess that up in the flesh. And the spirit, you belong to him, and he is the bridegroom. In the spirit, he has all headship. Only, only time headship's ever used 
in scriptures, misused everywhere, is between a husband and the wife to represent in the natural what Christ is to his bride. Amen? What Christ is to his bride. I'm like, there's teaching on all this. It's time we grow up. Let me say, BFA, I don't care if you're a baby, you're going to get your big girl and big boy pants on. Amen? Because your spirit knows this. Your spirit is crying out to be the real you being revealed. Amen? Your spirit is crying out for the real you to be revealed. Who does the Father see? Who does the Father see? What does the Father want? Why, do you, why would Jesus be ever interceding for you if you already got it together? Amen? He's interceding going, this is what the Father sees. Holy Spirit's like, well, this is what's happening down here. And the huh. Okay, and they're working out a plan in the spirit realm. They're working out a plan for you to be here when you need to be there. Well, I can't go to that church because my family, we've gone to their church for 20 years, and yeah, well, no, the Holy Spirit doesn't move there. and No, and it's, it's, you know, but we see everybody and this and that. Well, if that's not what God has you doing, you're missing something that he has for you to have. Amen? He says your life is not your own. You want him in charge of your spirit? Let him decide what retreats you go to, what conferences you go to, what books you read, what you listen to. You, come on, you know I'm right. Everybody uses their soulish brain to figure out who they're going to follow, what they're going to do, where they're going to go, where they're going to live, what they're going to do, and then we wonder why our lives do not glorify him. Unless you eat more of the tree of the knowledge of good than somebody else, and they're all impressed. He's not impressed till there's power, people. He's not impressed till he sees his spirit flowing out of your fingers, out of your mouth, out of your feet. He's not excited at all. And devils could care less until they see the Holy Spirit. And when they see the Holy Spirit, they do not argue with what's happening. You tell them to go, and they got to go. Amen? It's not you. It's him. It's him coming out of your eyes. It's him coming out of your hand when you pray for somebody. It's him taking you where you go. Taking care of you while you go there. Teaching you his ways. Mm. Mm. Those who think they're so mature, they got to the revelation that I can speak in, that they can speak in tongues. Boom, we've arrived. We're Holy Spirit filled. We can speak in tongues. But there's no love. What does it say about your tongues if there's no love? We, we park. Well, I sure did better than you at your church because I can speak in tongues. Glory to God. You took a body. You took a sundos. We're just going to stay here. We're, we're filled with the, if that's filled with the spirit, we're in big trouble, folks. Who on earth? What spirit? He'll know us by our love for one another. He, he's, he's shaking everything. First thing you have to do to get free is to recognize where you're in bondage. Amen? And you know, right, this, 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 is not, this is not what this is supposed to be. I want the freedom in Christ. It doesn't mean you're going to shake. It doesn't mean your walk's going to look like... He knows the gift package. He knows... But it's not for you to tell him what he can and can't do. You may be the wildest looking thing in the church by the time he finishes with you. Or you may be the most calm, dorsal, 
quiet thing in the church. Amen? He knows. I only want the Holy Spirit. I only want the Holy Spirit. I don't want to look spiritual to you. I don't want a ministry. Do you know the minute you're born again, you have a ministry of reconciliation, whether you take up, whether you walk in it or not? Amen? Many are called, few are chosen. It's not based on your works. It's based on your heart. Only he can deal with your heart. Amen? Has anybody ever asked God, what is a heart? If I got to believe with my heart, what's a heart? Is that a good question? What's your heart? If I have to believe with my heart, confess with my mouth, what's the heart? Yeah, he obviously isn't talking about the heart, right? He's not talking about a physical heart. You can't believe with your physical heart. Physical heart has no belief ability to it, right? But he doesn't say believe with your spirit. So why does he say believe with your heart? Why does he say, unless I believe with my spirit? Right? Don't y'all ask God questions like this. Lord, what is a heart? And, and you know what? I, I, I'm believing what a heart is because when you look at the definition, you, you can't tell by the definition in the Strong's exactly what a heart is. You, you get some people's interpretation sometimes. I feel like the heart is, whew, it's that place in your soul Okay, soul, your emotions, your thinking, your processing things, okay, your personality. It's that part in your soul that's connected to your spirit. And with, without it, your spirit and your soul couldn't operate. Because without your heart, your natural heart, right, your body can't operate. So the heart would be like the main part of your spirit that has to be moving and alive, amen, connected to who you are as a soul. And so when I believe with my heart, it's my agreement. It's my agreement from my soul, amen? It's the agreement from my soul with my spirit about God. So you have to have both happening, right? You have to have a spirit that's waking up to who God is and, and then gets hungry for God and wants to be with God and wants to serve God. And then you have to have a heart that connects it to your thinking, to your emotions, to your worship, to your loving him, to your receiving from him. And so when I understand I have to believe with that heart, then I realize my brain's involved in my soul. Amen? Amen? But I have to come in a divine agreement with my spirit that has found God. Think about it. No one gets saved until the Holy Spirit goes after them. Amen? Amen? Amen. And then he starts wooing you to a reality that your brain can't handle. And when you're... Hmm, when your soul wakes up to a reality that I'm being wooed by something that I can't understand. I'm being wooed by something that I don't know, but I want it. I want him. 
And, and I, I will just give an example. I'm going to use Thad's example. Thad was just Mr. Da, la, 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 la. Then 911 came. And he kind of liked some people who've been in church that were friends of his and listened to their stuff. And I guess you grew up a little bit with some church knowledge, right? Yeah. But not really much thinking about it. And then all of a sudden, 911 happens. And he goes to a church that's actually having a meeting or a meeting on 9 11. And everybody, planes are flying over and things are going by. Now, God got him to that meeting. And God had begun to work in his heart. The connection between his soul and his spirit. And God was wooing him. These people know something about God that I'm kind of interested in. These people, I don't know, this is strange. Oh, we're going to a meeting at 9-11 when everybody's home scared and planes are flying around. And, the, and then you get there and these people are worshiping God and talking about God and, and, and receiving from God and comfort from God in the middle of one of the worst things that ever, ever happened within our, our, the boundaries of this nation. And he gets saved. Why? Boom. I believe with my heart. And you've never changed, have you? Never went backwards. And then God did this and changed your job and changed this and changed your life and changed this and did everything. Okay. Somebody better make sure you're saved by your heart believing. Because some of you aren't. And your life looks just as bad as it would look as if you'd never met God. Because you haven't. And you don't want Jesus to say, away from me. You work in a, away from me, you person who are still in sin and the world's way of living, and you don't even know there's no life in you. I don't know you. He can only not know you if he's never brought his life into you. But you don't know that you don't know him. And don't be all upset. If you don't know that you know him, then just ask him to, yes, I want this. Lord, if I accepted you with my brain, but I never accepted you with my heart, Today, I want you with my heart. Today, I want my heart. Woo, that part of my soul connected to my spirit. I agree with the spirit of the living God. I want you with all my heart and my soul. With every part of me, I want you, God. With all my spirit, I want to love you with all my heart, with all my soul. See, they got to be different if it's a heart and a soul, right? With all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength, with all my body, with everything within me, God. I want to love you with everything within me. I want my heart to come to life. I want that part of my thinking soul that's connected to my spirit to begin to pump with the life of the living God. I don't understand it. I can't make it work. It's not in my head. It's in my my heart and I want my heart my head renewed by your word I want you Holy Spirit to teach me your ways I want the Holy Spirit to say yes this is God this is the voice of God this is God speaking his word to me directly into me and then you fill up whew, with living water so so awesome and it flows out of you it just flows out of you and the oil of being in his presence, the desire to be in his presence. And then, in, so what he's saying there when he says, you don't have oil in your lamp, he's saying, you don't have a real powerful, a nodding power, you don't have a real 
one-on-one relationship that you've yielded to with the Holy Spirit, where his anointing and his oil takes over. You're still trying to do this in your own strength. You're still trying to think this is about your head. You're still saying people like me are, they're just kind of, that's just their personality. You know, it's not my personality to go to dangerous places and face typhoons and, and um, extremists. And I am... You can ask my husband. He used to have to say, quit locking the doors while I'm still outside. <laughs> He'd be calling the phone. Cindy, you, you lock the door. I'm outside. Oh, I'm sorry. And, and it, it, you know, he, no, she used to be so scared of everything. You know, I still have to make, get, say, Lord, okay, I'll go for a walk, even though he, he talked to somebody in the neighborhood that was scary. And I said, like, oh, that messes up my going for a walk. Lord said, no, it doesn't mess up you going for your walk. Let's go for your walk. Amen. Amen? This isn't about personalities. This is about, with all your heart, the connection that has nothing to do really blatantly with your brain, but it has to do with who you are in your soul, the real person you are, your personality, your giftings, your emotions, everything God's given you. Do you want that connected? One with your spirit that if you ask Christ to come in, guess what? If you ask Christ to come into your heart and you repented of your sins and you, there was some change, amen, you are born again. But you're an infant tossed every way until you want to love him with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. Lord, I want to give you everything, everything, everything. So we're going to worship him in spirit and truth. I'm not asking anybody to try to be spiritual, Amen. I'm asking you to agree with Holy Spirit calling you to be a worshiper in spirit and truth. That's all he looks for when people worship. He doesn't, he doesn't even stop by the churches where there's no spirit and truth. Amen? He doesn't want all spirit. He wants there to be truth. Truth to set you free. Truth to know who he is. Truth to walk in his ways. Truth to renew your mind. He wants, he wants both. Amen? He, and one without the other is messed up. Amen? So Karen has picked out some awesome worship songs. And right after that, we'll do the... They're not bothering me, by the way. Remember, remember I started ministry with about... What do we have about... Laurie knows. We probably had, under the age of two, we had at least nine kids under the age of two, and I'd do Bible studies for four hours while they're all in there playing and sitting. And Miss Laurie's the one who had to clean up the mess afterwards, but in her house. But... um. So it doesn't phase me. Amen. So we're going to worship him in spirit and truth. The parents are going to worship him in spirit and truth. Their hearts are, everyone's going to get their heart so right with God and what God wants this morning and who he is and what he deserves. Amen. Now, if you love this teaching, then you better say you love this teaching. Then we want you to check out our web at beautyforashes.org. There is so much teaching there, and there's a resource uh, library there. And also check out my Facebook page at Cindy Foster Beauty for Ashes Ministry. We'd love you to partner with us and come along for the ride into the apostolic. God bless you.